Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow. Mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. Yeah, what's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. My name is Rudy Povich. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and Stitcher. And every single day at 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Instagram. Also, don't forget, show's coming up this Friday. Running out of tables, everybody. You want a table for the Hogs Breath in Roseville, you got to get a reservation now. Hop on and uh, just make a phone call. I put it up on the my Instagram story today. It's also on the event page. It's also on my Facebook as well. So all you got to do is uh, make a reservation. It's a free show, but you are not going to be able to get in unless you have a reservation. So make sure you make it. Um, in fact, I can probably hit you up with a phone number here in just a moment. Uh, Scooter, yes. Can't wait. Appreciate it. Also, November 18th, going to be a part of... Uh, Grantsburg, Wisconsin show over at Jokers. More information about that coming out. And then the 19th and 20th down in Austin, Texas, along with my friends Jesse Mapeluso and Carly Aquilino for the Girl Tour, which uh, I got a bunch of video that I'm working through right now, and I will, uh, I'll shoot it off to you guys. I'm working on a, uh, like a promo video for them because, uh, God dang, dude, it is. That, those shows were so much fun, and everybody was so phenomenal. Um, out in New York, especially City Winery. Dude, if, if you're in a city that like Nashville, Atlanta, New York, you see a City Winery, stop in, man. Get a drink. Food's amazing. People are great. Dude, like that entire, that whole setup, man. The people that were working there, this dude named Aaron was like one of the most on top of it, top-notch sound guys I think I've ever worked with. Uh, Amanda, it's my Friday. Yeah, good luck. Congratulations, Lynn. Good morning to you. Uh, yeah, man. So yeah, we got a yeah, we got a decent show going on today. First and foremost, dude, Snoop Dogg's fiftieth birthday today. I don't like when people have birthdays and they go. <laughs> Makes you feel old, huh? You ready to feel old? Snoop Dogg is fifty today. It was like, well, yeah, we saw him for the first time in nineteen ninety three. You start doing the math on that, you're like, yeah, he was like twenty six when he came out. I mean, dude, that is longevity, is it not? And talk about a dude with some range. Who would have ever thought that, you know, he'd be kicking it with Martha Stewart and then hawking Corona beer? You go back to, like, those nothing but a G-thing days? Man, that is the thing I'm looking forward to in the Super Bowl this year most, hands down. has got to be him and Dre coming out and doing ain't nothing but a G-thing. Like, that was, like, my rebellion record. When that album came out, I remember, it, like, it had dropped on MTV... And you obviously only get the edited version for all these years. And then when you finally like muster up enough bucks to be able to go buy the CD, you know, when we were however old, Gracie, D-O-double-G, ain't that true? Uh, I went out and bought um, The Chronic from Dr. Dre and then heard all these songs for the first time unedited and was like, oh my God, I didn't realize you could say that. You can't say that in a song. 
How are they going to get played on MTV? How are they going to do it? And, uh, and somebody did make a good point the other day about John Gruden. John Gruden, if you didn't know, coach of the Las Vegas Raiders getting fired or resigning over some emails that were leaked to him saying some pretty terrible things. I get, listen, I'm not a big fan of everybody canceling everybody for every little infraction. But when you go back and you look at like nine years worth of emails and some of the stuff he said in those emails, you're like, all right, well, this is a guy who has continuously done this over the years. I don't think this comes as any surprise. If these emails came from like a Tony Dungy or they came from like a Pete Sampras or Mary Lou Retton, you'd be like, what the hell? But dude, he's the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. What would you expect this guy was supposed, like his signature at the bottom was going to be, have a nice day, JG, no, it doesn't, no. Obviously, this is the language that that guy and this organization and the players have used for years, so why would it be a big thing? But somebody brought up a point that the NFL's kind of got a double standard here because they're firing coaches over what they say in emails, but if you go back and listen to some of this music between Dr. Dre, between Snoop, all the stuff that the, the Eminem, the halftime show, have you heard some of the stuff they've put on albums? You're completely okay as long as it, it makes a buck and it brings people in. But if you got a coach that is associated with it that might give you a black eye, that guy's got to go right away. That It's a little bit of a double standard. And I kind of agree with what he's saying. Like when I read that, it, it kind of the light bulb did kind of go off where I'm like, yeah, you bring in these people when it makes monetary sense. You haven't had a full-on hip-hop halftime show. So this will be the first. And The weekend kind of segued into this. I mean, they know their audience well. So that's who they're playing to. And this one sort of feels like there couldn't have been a worse time for them to make the announcement and the Gruden thing to come out at the same time. Because on one flip of the coin, you got, you know, People who have made millions of dollars off of saying the worst thing about women, minorities, gays. And then you got a coach who's been doing the same exact thing and not on an album in the sanctity of an email. And yet that guy's got to go. It seems like it's a little double standardy when it fits you best. But every company does that. Netflix does the same. There's not a chance in hell that Netflix would ever allow for there to be a low level, uh, like a a low level comedy show or a low level director who had a couple of emails come out that said absolutely terrible things. But Dave Chappelle can get up on stage and do six Netflix specials. They give him five hundred million dollars and he that they're completely okay with that. It's very double standardy. When it makes sense for them monetarily, they go. But they're business. That's business. You don't get to. You don't get to go either. Either way, that's business. So, I get it. It does kind of suck. But dude, how can't you love Snoop Dogg? I mean, getting back to it, all the stuff that guy's done. I mean, if it wasn't for him, for shizzle, nobody'd have that in their their vernacular. That wouldn't be around. All the stuff that that guy's brought into pop culture. I mean, obviously, there's ebbs and flows. Snoop Lion is something that we don't discuss <laughs> very often. Old school, when him and the guy in the green hat, all that, man, all that's like such good stuff. So there's guys on the on the planet that produce. 
and they make great content. And Snoop Dogg has been one of those guys for the last 27 years. He has been cranking it out. And you know that you're, you've like, I always say, here's the, here's the standard. Here's the test. You want to know if you're famous? I'll ask my mom if she's ever heard of you. If my mom says, yes, I know that name, you're famous. That's all you need. That's all you need to know. Other than that, if my mom's never heard your name, dude, sorry, you got a ways to go. Now, there's people like you might have in your world where you're like, yeah, that person is a famous person, you know? Uh, Danielle, faux shizzle. I love that phrase and use it all the time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how much you transcend. You were a drug dealer from Compton, and now white ladies in Minnesota are saying your phrases. Like, that's how well you've done in life. That's a good place to be in life, isn't it? You have definitely made your mark. (laughs) What the hell are we talking about just a moment ago? Uh, Ah, Christ. Anyway. But I think about uh, him doing the, uh, you know, the guy in the green hat, old school. You think about like all the great stuff with Martha. You know, who would have thought? I guess I never thought about it until I saw that meme that there's a picture of Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart in the same picture. And you're like, dude. One of these people have been sent to prison. Guess which one? And you're like, yeah, shit. I guess I never really realized that. Never thought about it. And think of like how many people out there have, think of how many people have been inspired by Snoop Dogg, but that dude is so unique. You never hear a ripoff of him. I mean, you might hear somebody who kind of has a laid back style, but I don't hear anybody try to like do whatever he does. I've heard versions of Eminem. You get that all the time. I've heard version of Bone Thugs and Harmony. I've heard versions of, you know, the band Boston. Every goddamn band, every punk band on the planet wanted to be Blink-182. I don't hear a lot of guys going down the route of Snoop Dogg. He's kind of, you know. Also, wouldn't it be great to be able to, whatever drug it is that you're into, be able to do it in public and nobody give you shit about it? That'd be nice. I mean, Snoop Dogg could walk into a, he could walk into a government building with a goddamn blunt hanging out of his mouth and people would be like, what's up, Snoop? Nobody would give a shit. You or I walked in, dude, there'd be dogs and we'd get tackled and goddamn German Shepherd be dragging us by the forearm. None of that shit would exist. Mira, Snoop has done everything, acting, commercials, hosting. He's like that uncle who's always high. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that? I got an uncle, though. I wish he was more high than drunk. Because it turns out high uncles can get a lot of shit done. Drunk uncles, they break a lot of shit. It's a lot of you apologizing for whatever it is that they've done terribly. But the high uncle, yeah. I like a good high uncle who could probably get some shit done. You know, productive member of society. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Drunk uncles don't do shit. the goddamn truth all right uh we were uh chatting just the other day about uh, where is it did i have it no i don't have it. all right we're just gonna play the sports theme then and that's not what i want either not sports what oh sports bet there we go i had i had a um i had something lined up because we were chatting about it yesterday about uh was it yesterday two days before i can't remember uh scary movies Oh, real quick. Dana Snoop was on an episode of Monk. So funny. Ah, man, Monk was great. What was that guy's name? Tony? Tony Esposito? Espelato? Tony? Shit, I can't remember. That that show was excellent. Monk was great. You are right. 
for sure. Anyways, we were talking about uh, scary movies last night. And uh, I gave you guys a recommendation yesterday on Horns. Hopefully you go out and uh, you get an opportunity to watch it. I don't know what it is. You ever just notice sometimes, like, if somebody brings up, like my daughter had brought up one time, she was like, everywhere you, Tony Shalhoub, there you go. Thank you very much, Danielle and Olena. Thank you. Tony Shalhoub. You ever notice, like my daughter brought this up one time. She said, we were pulling into a Target parking lot. She goes, oh my God, there's a blue CRV right next to another blue CRV. It was the same exact car. Same exact color. Same exact model. Same exact year. Everything was everything was exactly the same. Both had, you know, frumpy middle-aged women that were driving them. It was, uh, <laughs> Lynn asked, what's up with your eye? I keep rubbing it. I don't know what's up with my eye. I don't know if I got an eyelash in it or something. I don't know. It's a later, it was a later night than what I wanted it to be. But yes, you are right. There is something up with my eye. But thank you for noticing and thank you for your concern. Much appreciated. Uh, but then after that, like for a, a month, everywhere we went, it was a blue SUV. Blue SUV or a blue CRV. Blue CRV. There you go. There's another blue CRV. I don't know what the deal is, but like you ever just notice that when you see one, you see them all the time? Goddamn happens constantly. Uh, I didn't realize this. We were talking about the new child's play. So now, of course, because I Googled it and wanted to do a little research on it, every fucking where I go on the internet, it's like, hey, you want to watch child's play? We got another version of child's play. You see child's play six? See that one? You see Chucky versus Jason versus Freddy? It's like, what the fuck, lady? Jesus Christ. Ah, Scooter saw a lady try to get into a white Volvo that wasn't hers. I laughed my ass off. Exact same right next to each other. Yeah, see, it happens. Now, now everywhere you go, it's it's ubiquitous. And of course, like, we're so dialed in. You know, seriously, the third week of September, I always get ladder ads from, like, Lowe's and Home Depot. And somebody explained it to me one time. It's because, because dipshit, when you were trying to put up the Halloween decorations... You Google the ladder. You wanted to know how much they cost from Lowe's, and now the internet knows that you want to look at a ladder beginning of fall time. So the third weekend of September, they constantly keep fucking throwing ladder ads at you. So now, so what happens the other day with this whole Chucky thing, because I was dumb enough to go ahead and Google it, because I wanted to know a little bit more about it. Year it came out, actors, actresses, blah, blah, blah. This new one I watched the other day is horseshit. That new child's play is terrible. I'm not a big horror fan, but that movie fucking sucks. It's so bad. So now I'm just like, it's just everywhere I go, man. Every internet page I bring up, it's just goddamn more child's play. So last night I turn on Hulu, hop into bed. I didn't realize this. USA put out an actual Chucky series. There's a like an actual television show, like a, a 10 series first season of child's play. I think it's just called Chucky. I start watching this and I don't know what it is. I don't know why it bothers me so goddamn much when they do this, but they did this in the new child's play. And I don't give a shit if I'm ruining it. That movie was terrible. You shouldn't watch it. I'm committing a little bit of infidelity, but I don't care. The movie's terrible. I hate it when they, a character kills a cat. I'm not a big cat guy. I hate cats. As I'll quote my buddy, Nate, one time we were sitting at a bar and a lady wanted to show us a picture of her dog. She showed it to us. It was this tiny little like rat dog. And Nate said, uh, not that great. She goes, what do you mean? Not that great. He said, it's a small dog. Small dogs are cats and cats are worthless. And I 
I I stand by Nate's assessment of cats. Not a fan of cats. Don't like it when movies kill cats. It's an easy way for a movie to show that this person is bad. And now I've watched the new Chucky and I've watched the series. I watched the first episode last night. It's horseshit. It's so, oh, it's terrible. Oh my God, you don't say. There's a 13-year-old who finds the Chucky doll and his dad's an alcoholic. What? His dad's an alcoholic? You don't say. You don't say. And then Chucky kills the cat? You don't say. Wow. It's, it's brutally bad. Brutally. So now I'm like, but now, of course, because much like all the other shit, like the Squid Games, which I have said, I don't know what it is. It looks just like it's the most fucked out gender reveal ever. I don't get the deal with the pink and the blue. But now I'm like, I'm stuck. I'm having to watch this and it's garbage. It's so goddamn bad. And USA has like put out some stinkers over the years, man. But every once in a while, they will knock it out of the park. But this is like this reboot Chucky bullshit. I keep trying to like, <clears throat> sounded like very Funkhauser there for a moment. I keep telling you like, what's the matter, Larry? I keep telling Larry, God damn it, Larry. Speaking of new, uh, new season of Curb coming out next month. Looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, as I was watching it, I'm just like, dude, I, I know everybody likes to give a recommendation, but much like in comedy writing and much like in acting, sometimes you have to learn what not to do. And I think it's best to give out maybe not recommendations, but shit you shouldn't enjoy or try to like get into. If you were thinking about Squid Game, walk away from it. If you're sitting around, you know, two nights before Halloween, you want something scary. Don't start that stupid ass USA Chucky series. It's absolute. It's absolute garbage. It's garbage. Don't like it one bit. I saw my guy Hoovy just hopped on to the Instagram live feed. Hoovy, earlier we were talking about uh, the uh, Snoop Dogg's 50th birthday today. I don't know if there's any other bigger hip-hop fan on the planet than my guy uh, Hoovy. So many notorious B.I.G. shirts. Let's just like take this in for a moment. My grandmother caught me listening to Tupac one day, and she was like, do you think your grandfather would listen to this music? I said, no, absolutely not. Grandpa was a Snoop Dogg guy. <clears throat> Joke's about as old as Snoop Dogg is. Uh, anyway, also uh, getting into some sports last night. I don't know if you guys saw. I was uh, trying to take in as much as I possibly could, but uh, NBA back in action. It's kind of nice. The Bucks looked, I mean, don't get me wrong. They beat the Nets last night, but they looked a little tired. Jesus Christ. That is the one nice thing about having some of these longer seasons is the Bucks literally went from like, I mean, they just won that championship two and a half, three months ago. And boom, here we are right back into the season again. We're like baseball. Jesus. I mean, I know that season lasts for, forever, but it's, I mean, it is, it is half the goddamn year. And then you got to like wait the six months and all that bullshit July, August games. Like, ugh, it's too much. I don't like any of it. Not a fan. But nice to see that basketball's back. Uh, watched a little bit of the game last night. I think the problem is, uh, speaking of Hoovy, we'll discuss this for a moment. I know there's a lot of people out there that dislike hockey. And hockey needs a shot in the arm. It needs a shot in the arm terribly. I don't know, I don't know what has happened to it. I don't know why or I don't know what is up. But it is... It's really been taking a shot. Wild win last night in uh, 
comeback dramatic action. I didn't watch the game. I just read about it online today. But uh, hockey's been taking a, a punch in the arm lately. And here's the thing about hockey. You have to watch it like you do. The thing about watching some of these sports where there's so much happening with so many people on the ice or on the court at one time, you got to stop watching the person with the puck or the ball. Watch what's going on around it. If you watch what's happening around it, that will make the game much more interesting because you are going to see things develop. You're going to see a guy that's going to start driving the paint. He's going in for the alley-oop. You're going to see that guy way before the ball is passed. And when you see that happening and you watch it all unfold, your brain's going to be like, oh my God, pass with the ball. He's going in. Holy shit. And he is, he knocks it out of the park. Uh, Mira, you woke up today and chose to shit on everything. Dude, it's been a, it's been a rough couple of days. I don't want to get into too much. I'll give you some more information about it, dude. I got somebody goddamn harassing me online and texting me and it is, it's draining. It's so goddamn draining. Uh, I don't want to give all the details out, but I, I, I had to politely after like the 67 text message I got last night, calling me a piece of shit. Um, and I don't engage in any of that stuff. I had to politely text back. I wished you the best. Now, please stop texting me. This is becoming harassment. And that just like opens the floodgates for more harassment. Ah, it's frustrating, but I don't know. I'll get into it here in the next couple of days. I'll show you guys all the text messages and the shit. And it is, dude, it's terrible. But I don't want to get into all that now. Ugh. But anyway, this is why we don't date. This is why 41, I'm going to be single to the day I die. This is why it's not worth it. It's so not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Here's Mel says, go ahead and block it. Here's the thing about doing that. Um, I just want to go ahead and just like keep building evidence. Just keep building evidence of all the times I've asked you to stop and you haven't. Keep building evidence of all the times you say I'm a piece of shit. Keep building evidence. Just keep building it. Keep building it. I keep saving all of it to my computer. I'll keep saving it no matter what. So that when finally I have to go to... Uh, I have to go to the uh, I have to go to the authorities and be like, this person has been harassing me, and here's all the text messages of this person who is sending all this shit, and here is why I and here's how many times I have asked them politely to stop texting me. You know, not, I'm just building all the evidence. Fuck, man, it's awful, dude. It's so ah, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Like to ah, and of course, like you have to like. Remember that you are the cause of this. I was, hey man, I'm the one who went out with this gal. And after I went out with this gal, I said, listen, this isn't going to work. It was just like, dude, it was nothing but nonstop. It's been nothing but nonstop harassment. Ah, fuck. Anyway. Yeah. All right. A lot of text messages. Uh, Mira, didn't mean to trigger you. Uh, No, no, no. It's not you. It's not. Listen, it's not you. Obviously, it's not you. It's just everybody else. And also... Isn't that why you come here is to hear me shit on things? Like, that's my whole MO. That's my, you know, that's what I do. That's what people know me for. We do a whole segment on Fridays called One Rant for the Road. I just completely just like poo-poo on everything. All the stuff that I really like, I save it. Because nobody would want to come here every day and just me be like, you know what's the best? Oh my God, tulips. Tulips are the best. I love tulips. Nobody wants to sit and listen to that. Everyone wants to hear you be like, you know what? Fuck all and oats. That's why you guys come here. Uh, Mel, makes sense, but also building more negativity in your life that you don't need. I mean, I don't read the text messages. 
they come in, I just see that they're there and I just let them blow right by. But just go ahead and just like keep, I mean, just this person, I'm just like, just go ahead and keep digging a hole for yourself. I don't give a shit, whatever, you know? So it doesn't matter to me. It would just be, it's nice to have a paper trail of all this stuff. Like um, today I had sent out a, uh, after I got up and I saw that there was like nine text messages this morning at like, uh, that got sent at like 2 a.m. I wrote, uh, I wrote, please stop texting me. I have wished you the best. Please stop texting me. And uh, the response I got was a little violin. I'm like, I listen, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I am trying to be as nice as I possibly can. It is not my fault that you are deciding to to act this way. You're fucking 40 years old. You have a 17-year-old son. I'm, I'm starting to understand why nobody has picked you up this far because this is the type of shit you pull. But I don't know. I'm just kind of waiting for that moment when I, you know, somebody texts me and goes, ooh, by the way, there's a whole message of you about you on Facebook and Twitter talking about some salacious bullshit. Yeah. So uh, Kelly says she had one of the worst dating stories. Let's see. I met him for brunch on a Sunday. He was 30 minutes late, forgot his wallet. And while we were out for food, he whipped out his penis and rubbed it on my foot. What? Um, okay. First off, where were you? Where were you at? Were you, were you in like one of those like Chinese restaurants where everybody sits on the floor? What the fuck? Why was your foot near his penis or vice versa? Why was his penis near your foot? What the fuck? How crazy dude. All right. Well, you know what? That trumps this, that trumps this, this person I'll never see again, but that that's a story. That is a story. Oh, goodness gracious. Wow. Didn't see that coming. What the fuck? Okay. All right. I mean, I don't... don't, Every time I hear those stories about the... About the Harvey Weinsteins of the world, you know, the Louis C.K.'s of the world, I always think... And and putting Louis C.K. and Harvey Weinstein in the same boat is... It's a... I mean, it's... It's not there, but I, you know... I need somebody in this analogy. But I think about that and even though it's disgusting and even though it's so gross, my always my always my first thought is where the fuck did you get the confidence? Why would you ever think that that would be okay? And what makes you think what who in your life at a young age told you that you were so special that you can just whip your dick out on a girl's loafers? I almost envy it. I loathe that men will try doing that type of stuff, but I also envy the fact that there is a group of guys out there with that much bravado. It, ugh. Dana, both Kelly's story and your story, Rudy, are why I don't want to date. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's tough, dude. It's tough. You either have to like go on one date with somebody and call it a day, or you have to marry them. This in-between stuff is where all this shit happens. This is where all the stalking happens. This is where all the terrible text messages happen. That's where all this shit concurs. You either go on one date and that's it. Or (laughs) you go on one date. That is it. You never see them again. Or you got to be a lifelong partner. Because it's everything in between. That's where things start to get muddied. 
That's where things really start to go downhill. Uh, I'll give you guys like all the the details about it at one one day. I just don't want to do it now, and s- just in case this person gets you know weird and shit happens, and then I just listen. All I want is um, to have a nice, lengthy amount of evidence on my phone, so we don't ever have to go through any of this shit ever again. So yeah. Yeah, it sucks, dude. It sucks. There was a gal that I was seeing, I don't know, three months ago. And I really liked her. thought she was great. We had a lot in common. And then one day she just stopped returning my text messages. And I get when that happens. I get it. And I shot her a line five days after she didn't return my text messages. And the question I asked was, is everything okay? I haven't heard from you. If you get a moment, uh, shoot me a text back. Wonder when we can hang out again. Got radio silence. And then that was that. And never called again. Never text again. I get the hint. I get the hint. But this is like borderline. I Here's what I don't like. I don't like when people go, you're not allowed to call somebody crazy. When you're calling them crazy, you are saying that they are not meeting your expectations. You are saying that their way of handling it is unjust and that they don't have the right to handle it the way they feel they need to handle it. No, this fucking person is fucking crazy. There's no other way to put it. The shit that has been written in there, dude, it's awful. It's terrible. And all because why? Because I, I realized that I did not want to have a relationship with you because I realized I don't, I don't, I don't think that we're compatible. Obviously. Have you seen what you've done? Have you seen what you're doing? I have, no, it's gross. It's so gross. Danielle, I had a guy call me 15 times within an hour because I didn't answer. Then sent me a text that he thought we were on different paths and wished me luck. Ah, yeah. I know. I know. Uh, Kelly, ghosting is crap. Use your fucking words. No, I heard. I I hear ghosting does hurt. In this case, this is what I should have done. This is what I should have done. Because I... I was in, here's what happened. I left for New York and while I was out there, I had no contact. And I knew I was going to have to tell this person that it's not going to work out. We had no contact and not because she was texting me, but because she just didn't text me. And it's not like I wasn't texting her back. We had no contact. And then like four days after I got back, she hit me up and was like, like, I don't know. She, she called me something. I don't remember. She said I was like a a mama's boy or I must've been babied as a child And I'm like, okay, listen, Mm, this is not going to work out. And I wish you the best. So best of luck to you. And anyway, take care. But it's not going to work out with me. And then that's when this whole fucking avalanche started. That's when all this shit. Uh, AA, by chance, does this individual listen to your podcast since they are so obsessed? I don't know. And I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I hope they do. I hope they realize that that what they're doing is terrible. And I hope that they hear it. And, you know, here's the thing that is a, it's a good tactic. Ooh, it's a good tactic. It's a good, good tactic to use. Trying to turn shit around on other people by using their kids. That's a really good tactic. It's a great tactic. Um, because one text message that I did read, it was a short one. And it just said, I hope that no guy treats your daughter the way you treated me. And I'm like, ah, see, it's a good tactic. It's a good tactic because 
it fires you up when you read that stuff and you get mad about it and you're like, oh, fucking now I got to say something. But you just got to remember, dude, that you took the high road. You sent a very text, nice text message because this person was talking about like, I got guys lined up waiting to date me. And I'm like, all those guys would be incredibly lucky to have you. It's just, it's, I'm not one of them. And listen, you're smart and you're funny and you're creative and you're unique. And I think, I, I think there's somebody out there for you. It's just not going to be me. And that's where I left it. And I said, I wish you the best and take care. And that's when all this shit started, man. That's when all this shit started. So I hope that that, because I would never send that text message of like, I hope that your son never has to endure the harassment from a woman the way you are harassing me. I would never say something like that to somebody. So to turn it around, it's a good tactic. It's a goddamn good tactic, man. It really is. It's just, it's too bad that people decide to go down that route. I don't like it. I don't like it. Ah, ah, yep. Uh, Danielle, she sounds like a narcissist. You dodge a bullet. My- yeah, and I just keep thinking that. Just go ahead and keep texting me as much as you want. Keep putting it in there. Keep lining up my text messages with all the evidence that you are batshit. Because if push does need to come to shove and I got to go to the authorities, at least now I can go, dude, here's the evidence. Here's everything that's in there. I'm hiding absolutely nothing. Nothing. I was super honest with this person and this is how they agreed to handle it. So, Mark, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. But anyways, yeah, I feel like there's, you know, like enough good evidence in there right now that if I did block it, I'd be like, all right, we're good. I don't think I need to endure any of this. Uh, Amanda, she's obviously not used to dating men. Sounds like she's used to little boys and can't handle adult conversations. Yeah, I I thought we were supposed to be past that. When you break up with somebody in your 40s, it's just like you shake hands and go, well, fucking take care. Can I still borrow the the power washer? Absolutely. Stop on by. Stop on by. But that is not the case here. So, I don't know. It'll be funny the way that this all kind of... unfolds. But anyway, I didn't want to even get into it. I didn't even want to get into it. I didn't want to talk about it. But since Mira brought up like, why are you shitting all over everything? Well, I was like, there you go. Here's the avalanche of, of open book. Jesus Christ. Make sure you find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher and every single day at 9.45 a.m. It goes live on Instagram. Thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate it. Thank you guys for taking a long walk to Cleveland. <laughs>